Hey everybody, welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm uh, JR. I'm Molly. And we're married. This is our anniversary month. It is. Yep. 12 years at the end of this month, Labor Day weekend. Well, not Labor Day weekend, because Labor Day was so late this year. Yes. August um, 31st. August 31st, though. You guys should all send us happy anniversary messages. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, the yeah. funny thing is, if we were to tell our kids that, they'd get all enthusiastic about it and then not actually do it. Um, they'd probably sit around and make us cards. Well, they would make, maybe. But when there's an expectation of it, they don't do it. Like, for Mother's Day, I found a list in Titus's room of ideas he and Lily had come up with of things to do for me for Mother's Day. And it was like three days before Mother's Day that I found this list just sitting on his floor. And it was like breakfast in bed and give her back rubs and I don't even remember what was on the list. Do you know how much of it they did? How much? None of it. Oh. Do you know what they, do you remember everything they did props, for you? Props for, um. The thought that counts? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember what your daughters did for you for Father's Day and mm-hmm. your son? I remember getting a bag of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Stuff they invested hours in the execution of almost without my help. Titus made the dad's garage. Was it dad's mm, garage yeah, or the dad's, dad's garage workshop? Sign. Dad's workshops, and I gotta, I gotta hang that up somewhere. Um, yes, he was. He worked. He actually worked really hard on that, and he was really proud of it. Um, and Lily made you this this burlap where she sewed "Daddy is the best" mm-hmm. on it. She spent a lot of time on that. And then Elise was upset because she couldn't sew you anything cool. I can't remember what she ended up doing for you. Lots of little stuff like. Index cards that she like, colored in. Yeah. I know, but yeah, you see, you don't appreciate that nearly as much as you should have. They poured hours into making you feel special. So anyway. They make me feel special by just being there. The, the moral of the story is, okay, first of all, the moral of the story is you clearly have a different love language than your daughters do. And... <laughs> So you need to learn your daughter's love language in order to communicate love to them in a way that they feel loved, not the way that you feel like they should feel loved. I need to make them things. And apparently. And the second moral of the story is that um, they make things for you and not for me, apparently. (laughs) They follow through on cool stuff for you and for not for me. So maybe for our anniversary, we'll get something because it's a joint thing. I don't know. I'm not a good parent, though. You are. I gotta see what the cat's doing. I have to inch away. I promise I'll come back to the same spot. Did you bring the cat to the studio again? Well, oh, she, never mind. She's under the train box. That's why I hear, like, a crunching. She's now within eyesight. Can you see her over there? Um, yeah, cause yeah she, I see a black with some white spots licking. Licking she's herself. Licking um, she, she, sleep, she slept all day in the shade somewhere. And then um, I think she woke up to you starting to mow the lawn as the kids were getting ready for bed. Mm -hmm. And then I was sitting at the table making a list and she has now started meowing really loudly at the door whenever she wants in. Like loudly enough that I can hear it from our bedroom. And so there she is meowing at the door. And that was right as I was about to go out 
and dump some water on some plants. And she followed me all around the yard watering. I was like, oh, I need to dump some water on the baby oak tree. So I walk out there and she's like creeping behind me and I turned around and jumped at her and she jumped up and streaked across and then pretty soon she's following me to the next tree. Anyway, so I picked her up and carried her back inside because I felt like she needed some, her love language for approximately 15 minutes is physical affection. There she goes. She's done. See, she's done being with us. Um, She's trying to open the door. How do we get out of here, guys? So, anyway... Um, I brought her down here because she was still needing some love. Okay. I'm going to let her out. Okay. We talked two episodes ago about camping. And we were headed off Mm. to a camping trip. You said, guys, wish me luck. How'd that turn out? (laughs) It, um, It turned out pretty well. It was... I'm glad that we... We did the KOA thing because it was like dipping my toe in the water gently. You're not supposed to admit that. And I'm going to admit it. I have no so we had, problem we had some friends, we had admitting some friends. We the humiliating we were, fact that I'm from Montana and I don't know how to camp. We were joking. We were joking a lot about camping at this KOA. And our friends said, well, KOA, we, this is the type of place you, you camp, but just tell people you went camping. Don't actually tell them where. <laughs> <laughs> no. So if somebody doesn't tell you where, you're like, where'd you go camping? Ah, oh, we were just uh, down in so and so or over over there at so and so. Oh, cool. And they don't actually tell you where. They didn't actually camp. Or they're they have KOA. a secret campsite that they don't want to give away. Like people have secret huckleberry picking sites that they don't give away. Um, I have no shame in admitting. Do they? Who that, do you know that has a secret huckleberry picking oh, site? Oh, Mel's Kitchen Cafe just posted that she oh. has a secret huckleberry picking yeah, okay. site in well, Idaho. It's Mel's Kitchen Cafe. Um. And she freezes all of the huckleberries that her family picks and uses them only for her huckleberry milkshakes. Hmm. Anyway, um, so I have no problem admitting that we camped at a KOA um, because we have gone to cabins, our cat, my fam- my parents' cabin, for my whole life, and I still have not slept in a tent since I was probably before junior high. Because we slept in a... Well, I slept in a funny little cabin... That was literally big enough for a shelf on one wall, a bunk bed, twin bunk bed, and a full slash queen bed that were far enough apart that we could fit face pack and play in between them. Um, I think probably the lowest point of it was the fact that we had the four oldest kids between us and the other family sleep in the rooftop tent, which they thought was fantastic, but they woke up before the sun. And I heard them talking and laughing super loudly and this is a this is barely five o'clock in the morning our friends who were with us said it was the densest koa they've been at and they've been at a number of them and so within earshot there were probably close to a dozen rvs of retired grumpy retired people (laughs) and um and then there was one awake grumpy not retired person who yelled at them multiple times to pipe down and to go the bleep back to sleep because oh look it's only 5 30 in the morning and it's the second time i've told you guys to pipe down and so by nine o'clock in the morning our kids our two older ones had been up for four hours and were exhausted and crabby and um which means that i was crabby and by dinner time they could barely function and were just the crabbiest of crabbies. 
And so I was pretty frustrated. Like at one point, Titus looked in and he goes, I love you, mom. And I was like, just go to sleep tonight and stay asleep. <laughs> the question mark. Um, and then the mercy that God sent us maybe was there was possibly a really big storm brewing. Like we could see it coming in and you're looking on the radar and oh, was seeing huge. 60 mile an hour winds and hail. And so, and it was right as we were trying to get the, get the big kids to bed and Lily does not do well with storms still. And, you know, you just say big winds and hail and she, she has no problem not sleeping in the tent. And so we put all of the kids to bed in the wee little cabin and Titus was sleeping on the floor on a blanket and in a sleeping bag. And, um, so that was a mercy that then they're in a dark cabin with like two tiny little windows that they slept in. I mean, there's still, you're in close quarters. And so they're still at the age where if one of them gets up, everybody's up. Um, yeah. but, um, it was better and otherwise, you know, it was fun. I feel like the next time maybe I can manage two coolers instead of three. <laughs> um, uh, we you ate know, a lot of food, though. We did eat. Kids, kids who are running around, whether it's in the woods or on a KOA dirt road, just eat nonstop. But I think next time I'm just going to do, like, four bags of Costco chips and, like, a huge, like, two things of the Tillamook sliced cheese from Costco and just be like, you know what, you know... Eat cheese, and maybe I'll get the expensive, like, chips with flax in them, so they're at least getting something healthy. And we have a special announcement to make, that the next time is going to be over Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from dipping my toe in the water to being to thrown into the tilt, deep end. Full tilt tent camping. Uh, developed, no, it's a developed campsite. But no we're amenities, at, We're in a state right? park. Well, water spigot. Bathrooms. Oh, I didn't know there was a water spigot. There's okay. going to be a water. It's a developed campsite. Oh. There'll be a water spigot somewhere. But we got to be careful to be when we touch the water spigot because that's going to be, that's going to be a source of COVID. Yeah. And everybody has COVID right now. I Especially think. in Idaho. Oh, you guys, it's the people they're dropping like flies around us. It's amazing. Um, I mean, yeah, not so. really. Yeah. Yeah. It's know. getting closer. The circles, the yeah. circle towards us is getting a lot tighter. Yeah. Um, so, so that was camping. That's it. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very rad. I am excited. Are we, like, near the edge of the lake for Labor Day? We are, like, almost, we are on the lake. Okay. The See, that's super yeah. cool. Because we went rafting with friends last mm-hmm. night, and the kids want, I mean, they could have spent hours just on the edge of the river, you know, when we stopped on the island. They probably could have spent the entire evening just splashing around there so to have that non-stop available for a few days i think will be i don't i don't know the quality of that particular lake water i don't know anything about the environment i know it's deep in the trees so we're going to be in for idaho forest state park yeah so we'll bring lots of bug spray on yeah on the edge of lake quarter lane or one finger of a very huge lake quarter lane I don't think it's really. I looked on the Google Maps. Doesn't even really call. Doesn't call it Lake Coeur d'Alene. They have like five different names for it. Oh. Huh. This is over here. That okay. lake's over there. Well, that's you'll have there. to educate you, educate me more. This is not a part of the country that I have any experience with. Oh, I've never camped either. here either. I've driven through and been like, I need to spend more time here. This is beautiful. Okay. Well, and now we're be, doing it. So that'll be exciting. Hopefully. We're meeting. We're meeting my sister who's coming out from Oregon. So we're meeting halfway, and camping for three days and driving back. Three nights? Three nights. Four nights. 
Please. Four nights? It cannot Please. be four nights. I will die. <laughs> that is Wait, me, too much sleep no, deprivation. Hang on, hang on, let me pull this up. I could maybe do it's three at nights. Minimum three nights. Okay. Um, um, we might be leaving early if it's four nights because I'm, I'm uh, actually not sure I could handle that much sleep deprivation. You can. You'll be fine. <laughs> no. So we're arriving September third, Thursday, and leaving. So Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, four nights. Oh my gosh. We have to pack three coolers. Okay, guys, we're gonna have to discuss this. We might be going home Sunday. <laughs> no, we got you. You're gonna stay in the rooftop tent away from the rest of the children. Yeah, the problem is, who do they go to when they're tired and grubby? You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah doesn't matter where I'm sleeping, but it's the fact that if my children are sleeping or not. We'll force. We'll figure it out. <laughs> have, you tried, have you ever tried to force your kids to do things? Yeah, it doesn't work out very well. It doesn't work. You can't force a child to sleep. I've I've wasted a lot of life. Eventually they'll fall over, right? I have wasted a lot of life trying to get children to sleep. I'll just put them in the tent. Zip it up. I feel like maybe we should drive separate cars so when I'm done I can go home. (laughs) (laughs) I can see the wheels are turning. You're thinking that that's not a bad idea. I can see it. I'll take faith and I'll go home when I'm done. When I'm a piece of burnt marshmallow who's no longer good for anything but to be thrown into the And my sister's, this should be a really interesting production. My sister's right. It should be an interesting production because my sister's hasn't camped ever and her and her husband. Yeah, they have. No. She said they've not camped. Her and her husband have been wanting to camp for a long time. And that's why he agreed to this very quickly. So... We can. We'll come up with a strategy. We'll figure something out. We got. We have to figure something out. Mm-hmm. We have to. I mean, at minimum, we're gonna be there three days. We could all decide to pack up and leave because it's terrible. I don't. Know. I don't know. We don't have to leave on Monday. We can leave on Sunday, but we booked it, so it's, we'd be out twenty-one dollars if we left okay. it night early. You know, what's twenty-one dollars when your wife's sanity is at stake? <laughs> I've got an idea, guys. Let's pack up all of our kids. Pay money to be miserable without any amenities. Yeah, I feel like Jim Gaffigan's already done a bit on that. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, that's that was weird about the KOA we went to was, I really had a hard time processing it because I've always camped out of a tent in the woods. There's always been a payoff, right? You're in the woods. It's awesome. You're out in nature. You're by yourself. Whatever. You're in the woods. Um, <laughs> camping at this particular KOA, we had a cabin. It was hot. And there there was cars, AC in the cabin. There were cars everywhere. We were on a corner at the entrance. At the entrance. And there were cars. At, like, there was... You couldn't maintain social distancing between, like, the RV sites. Like, it was, like, six feet between RV sites, right? So, anyway, I, I couldn't process this. This was not... There was no category in my brain for what was happening. I should have, like, way... There should be a lot more going on here. I shouldn't have to cook my food or something. I don't know. Um, so, but I, I kind of figured it out, you know, it was just, it's like all of the, uh, the joke was, it was like all of the, all of the uncomfortable without any of the payoff, <laughs> but we enjoyed it. We made the best. We, we actually sure. didn't make, it was actually quite enjoyable. We enjoyed it. Our kids and, absolutely uh, the loved kids it. kids just flipped for it. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So anyway, what else is going on? Um, I thought you wanted to talk about things that you'd been reading. Yeah. So it's been... You know, I feel like I'm on this kind of trajectory of, you know, selling my film equipment, not doing that anymore, 
buying your car and then like wandering in the desert and um <clears throat> wandering in the desert and now like so i was um i've kind of landed on some things that i'm enjoying doing and covid has kind of cemented a few certain things like you know, I couldn't do anything to try to pursue uh, another line of income, another career, something that I can build, you know, like that. And I couldn't do it because everything was shut down. And, you know, the paychecks still kind of, the money provision still came in because that's what, you know, lease income does for you. And I was like, huh. So I just kind of yeah, had the opportunity to pursue things and not feel, not feel guilty about it. And I loved it. And um, so was kind of noodling around with that and then at the last bible study two weeks ago one of the guys at the bible studies was i come in i think i went up to the counter to get some more coffee or something i came back and they were talking about a podcast and it sounded really interesting and it's a guy named jocko willink he's a navy seal um and he's got a really popular podcast called um, the jocko podcast or whatever so he does leadership development and character development now and does a lot of consulting for people but um, this particular episode was talking about disciplines and strategies to become a better person. You know, we're always striving to become better people. Growing up Christian or being in the Christian faith, you grow up with an understanding that, you know, sanctification is going to happen. You're going to be, you know, you're going to ideally want to become more holy. So you act more holy. You know, you do all these things and. And you need to become a better person because, you know, in my ignorance, it was like, oh, I need to become a better person because that's how Jesus loves me. I need to earn my righteousness, right? But anyway, we didn't need to go there. So the podcast was about um, the fact that, that Jocko had written a book called The Code, The Evaluation, The Protocol, Striving to Become an Imminently Qualified Human. And it's built around the... Did you pick up the book on Kindle? I did. Okay. It's built around the U.S. Marine Corps and specifically the U.S. Marine Corps and the U.S. Navy evaluation, performance evaluations for soldiers. And so in this particular podcast, the first podcast I was listening to, which was later down the line, it was like episode 222 or something like that. um, They were talking about, they were going through the book that they just finished and released they're going through the book talking about all these things and it was just it just really resonated with me um and then i went back um and on the way back from the cabin i listened to the podcast on the way there it's like a two-hour podcast on the way back i listened to the other two-hour podcast and it was the original one that kind of sparked it all because he as a navy seal would always be giving guys performance evaluations saying here's what you need to do and he saw over the shoulder he was at he was out in i don't know um Saudi Arabia or something on base and and he was meeting up with his Marine Corps counterpart and a couple other commanding officers and was looking over the shoulder of his Marine guy buddy was filling out an evaluation and at the top it was kind of like a Christmas tree and at the very very top was one lone Marine Corps badge and that is what the Marine Corps called an eminently qualified eminently qualified Marine there's only one because it's a forced ranking system. You have to put everybody somewhere. Only one guy's up there. And then everybody else is underneath, hmm. right? And the baseline is always the standard. Like what the baseline is your expected duties. So for instance, I get hired to do a job 
everything on my job description would be your base. If I did that, I would get a one. Oh. I get a one. I could get up to a five, but I would get a one. And then here's how we rank two, three, four, and five in those in those things. And um, so just stopping there for a minute, that seems sort of unfair. Like in the average job performance review, if you're doing what's expected of you, you get you pass your job performance, mm-hmm. but barely like you wouldn't. That's yeah, it. You don't stand out. The, the whole the whole model behind the Marine Corps evaluation is developing, is growing and developing the character of their soldiers and the discipline, and not necessarily the discipline of their soldiers, but just better strategy. You said he's a Navy SEAL. Um, yeah. Well, in this case, yes, a Navy SEAL in the Navy, or in this case, the the big one. So the Navy, the Navy um, performance evaluation was two pages, and the Marine Corps one was five pages. And the bar is set deliberately high, almost impossible. Oh, okay. High. So he, as a Navy SEAL, sorry, I wasn't following sorry, it. He, as a Navy SEAL, was watching a Marine Corps evaluation. Yeah. So he was like, hey, can I see the that? discrepancy. Yeah. And he's like, hey, can I see your, can I see oh, your evaluation? Okay. And realizing how much more, like it was even more intense. It was kind of the same sort of system, but it was even more intense for a Marine. So hmm. that just got him thinking. Did he feel so inferior as no. a Navy SEAL no. versus a Marine? No, not at all. It was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny question. No, um, but it got him thinking that, and so he used this particular Jocko used this particular story. He had just he had just given performance evaluations to his team, and one of his team members felt like he deserved fives across the board, and he he'd set up a meeting with Jocko and came into the office, and um, Jocko's like, I didn't like the guy. Just I kind of I let the guy talk and. And was kind of thinking about things. Then it hit me. Like, wait a minute. I don't have to explain why I gave him any of these. The guidelines, the guidance is in is in the performance evaluations. Like, what are our, what are our standards? So he pulls it out. The Navy standards for, you know, your performance ranking. And he starts going through the list. And he goes into detail on the podcast. And it's fascinating because, you know, he'll be like, did you? Um, so here's here's a three. Here's a three according to the Navy. If you get a, if you get a three in this particular like strategy, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Is that you? And guy's like, no, he's like, yeah, I gave you a 3.8. I felt like I was being rather generous. He's like, well, let's talk about, let's talk about personal appearance and character and like cleanliness or whatever it was. So he goes through and lists all the rankings. He's like, here's a three. Was that you? The guy's like, "Hmm. yeah. Okay. Here's a five. <laughs> and he goes, was that you? Uh, no, that wasn't me at all. And so all these things were like, you know, kind of just laying it out for him. And, and so Jocko's point was like, do we have these in life? Like, what would this look like to be an eminently qualified human being? What would that look like? And a lot of times, you know, it says it always starts with some sort of standard. And that's where Jocko realized he failed his team because he assumed his team knew what those standards were, where they had what where they could be, where they needed to strive towards and those things, they didn't know. And so they were kind of going blind. He's like, most people in life don't know where they're headed. They don't know where they're going to go. And so he wrote this, what it means. And it's like, wow, I'm listening to him read. And I'm like, man, I've got a long ways to go. 
you know, I'll read, I'll read a couple. They're, they're, it's, it's interesting. Um, and so as I'm, um, I lost my mouse. So as I'm, uh, <clears throat> as I'm reading this, right. As I'm reading this, I'm also decided to, um, I also decided to pick up, um, I decided to pick up the, uh, I decided to pick up from good to great. So I feel like it's kind of building a little bit. Mm. Is that book thing. written in Courier? I think so, yeah. Huh. He's a military guy. Interesting, okay. Self-publishing. So health. Since our, and this is, so he's got how to set up the goal that you need for you, where you're, where you're going. Where are you going? What's most important to you? Who do you, what do you, and I can, I should probably read the code first. Because it, it kind of it gives you a, a baseline. Um, he has this whole path thing. Okay, so before you read that, I am like... Bored? No, I'm not oh. bored. I'm getting this like sinking feeling in me. Because I would never live up to these standards. No, that's the whole point. The whole point is... Wait, is you... this a Christian book with the gospel at the end of it? <laughs> No, because to me, I actually think he says a lot of he says he said imminently qualified mother, imminently qualified homeschool mother. Like you need only to walk into my homeschool mm. room, to walk into my laundry room, to walk into my bathroom, my kitchen, anywhere in my home, and any level right. of code, any level of how I would define an imminently qualified mother, homemaker, homeschooler, yeah. I fall horribly short and it doesn't I don't think it would matter how hard I try because for example in my homeschool room I have spent days throughout this summer organizing purging cleaning and I go in there and I'll have like gotten out a box of office supplies for example today my mom had found a box of stuff that I taught Spanish to kids with years ago she gives it to me as full of index cards. Oh, index cards. And sticky oh, notes. And, oh, no. The girl's <laughs> two so, favorite things. And so I am trying... Oh, by the way, the bathroom counter in the basement is ruined because Lily was getting hot pink sticky notes wet. And the dye from the hot pink sticky hmm. notes bled into the countertop. Interesting. Where did and, she think of this stuff? And then on the... other Oh, there are constantly, constantly soupy bowls of wet paper lying around in our house. Um, and then on the other side of that counter is blue toilet cleaner that for some reason was drizzled all over the counter and soaked in and stained the counter blue. Anyway, that's an aside to say that I, it doesn't matter how hard I try, even if I possibly even minutely get up to snuff on one in one thing it's because i've neglected another thing <laughs> and or somebody of four feet or and under is coming along and undoing something almost as fast as i can do it i think the point is not keeping your house clean the point would be um first of all are you are you disciplined and striving every every day to no, I'm not. I struggle to get out of bed every single right. day. <laughs> no, that's it's his point. Depressing. That's his point. And so, and so, what he's saying is, you know, if you don't know where you're going, like, what is it? What does it look like for you to be a great homeschool mother? It, it's not keeping 
the the schoolroom super super tidy. It's in sh- like I would oh, it's probably making sure my son knows his math. Facts. Yeah, no, that's important too. <laughs> to give your kids a quality education, okay, quality education or whatever you know, or or you know that they can pass, you know, they can get a SAT if that's even still a thing by then, you know, or that the kids always have a place for create creative freedom. Like I need to, I need to, I need to instill in my kids a love for creative freedom like and that would be like almost sitting down and saying okay what are my objectives in homeschooling like what are what are the what are the goals that i've set and how can i get there and am i getting there and so as you set those things move the bar really low so i'm actually achieving it (laughs) so so as those things it's just you know as as you set those things you know you you have somewhere to go to You've got kind of outlined and one thing and the whole, regardless of anything this he writes here, um, the whole thing for me is I've never actually sat down to think about those things. Okay. See, so, yeah, okay. I will let you proceed here. I'm just, I'm trying to hear what you're saying in the good. So, I mean, this, to me, this sounds like sort of a self-help book, like it's a military self-help book. No. Okay. Less... So anyway, the way you're describing it sounds like militant self-help. Instead of like squishy, pretty Always. lady self help, um, which can be good as far as it goes, but you've got to take. You've tend gotta, to yeah. read, like on the Gospel Coalition, I read reviews of Christianese self helpy mm-hmm. books by pretty ladies who have like made millions by having good Instagram feeds, and it's it's a council of it's a council of despair. For your average Christian woman who can't curate a pretty Instagram feed and, you know, doesn't really necessarily want to. And, you know, anyway, um, I'm a goal. I'm a sort of, I'm a goal driven person. Like I need to know where I'm going. Um, for instance, take the kind of the normal way I were to do a job. If I'm hired for a job and somebody assigns me tasks, and I have no vision for where the tasks are taking me. I'm a drone. That drives me nuts. It drives me absolute nuts. But the problem with that then is I go to the other side and they say, here's your goal. And that's it. I have no parameters, no fence, no direction. I can spin my wheels all over the place. And so there's kind of like a yeah. balance there. And so I'm one that's very much like, okay, I'm going to take this. You know, it's, it's yes, we have... For the record, Trevor and I both think he's a Christian because he says very Christian things, but he's not overt about any of it. But the one thing that did strike me, side note, is the fact that you've got you've got people out here like they're really striving to become just better people. Mm-hmm. Like that they just want to become better people, and they have a higher they have a higher standard of life <laughs> than us ostensibly believers Christians because we and we have a greater reason for a higher standard of life, you know. And it's just like, oh, well, that's yeah, that's convicting. Um, but, you know, and, and a lot of it's just yourself, you know, and, and kind of and I'm, I understand that there is the only challenge that I find is if I were to come up with a standard for and I've answered, I've sat through and answered some questions that he poses. He's like, it's really easy to figure out what, you know, what your what your path is, what your journey is, where you're headed um, by asking, you know, what's important to you? Who do you value the most? What do you value the most? And kind of answering those heart questions. Mm-hmm. Like what's driving you? 
And of course, we have the extra ability to, we have the nice ability to be able to project the gospel in there and say, I'm never going to be perfect in these. But, hypothetically, if I could be perfect in this life, I would never lose my temper. Okay, start there. All right? You know, so for instance, one of the Marine Corps, um, I think it's the Marine Corps one, is a level five in character is someone who always responds. Um, I forget how he phrased it really well because he was reading it. Somebody who always responds, you know, appropriate, you know, not appropriately, but calmly, collectively, tactically, um, in every in high high stress situations, hmm. and always has something really really good to say in terms of keying in on that situation. So that's not just that's not just the. Um, you know, that's not just the, uh, just, uh, you know, you saying, okay, well, I'm not going to lose my temper. Okay. Well, this guy really pissed me off and I'm really angry right now. Oh, no, that's like, that's level one. <laughs> okay. We're talking level five is when you're about, you know, you've got bombs dropping around you and you're calming, you know, or whatever the case is. Mm. He has a story of a guy who was on, who got in trouble. And he had it, or it was involved. I don't know what the deal was, but it was international level incident. And just, it's just coming down around him. <laughs> and, and Jocko said, yeah, he looks at me and goes, well, sometimes you got to expect like stuff like this to happen. And Jocko's like, that guy's legit. Like I would have been tripping, you know, but it's kind of like setting the standard that is all, that is, if, if you can meet it, it's not high enough, you know? Mm. And so you're always striving to something. And I don't, I wouldn't classify it as, I would classify it as self-help because I think we all have to have, you know, strong personal disciplines. We talk about Christian discipline, memorization of the word, staying in the Bible, things like that. But, you know, there's a couple of things that stuck out of me. One of them is um, money. Uh, I'm going to make prudent financial decisions because money is a valuable resource and money is hard to earn. Okay. Where are you headed financially? You know, and that goal can help you get there. Um, time. I'm not going to waste time. Time is time is valuable. You can't take it back. I forget how he, he puts it in the book. And I'm like, wow, how much time do I spend? You know, it's all the stuff that I'm already kind of convinced, convinced about. But I thought it was interesting because as he was talking about building goals and objectives, I'm like, I don't have those. Like, I've never made those in life. I don't know where I want to be in five years. I don't know where to be in t- or the family. I don't know where the family wants to be. You know, and what am I choosing today that's going to contribute to those future things? It's like saving money. You know, we all manage money, but do we know if we have financial goals? If we know we have financial goals, we know how to spend our money today and whether or not that behavior is going to contribute to those ultimate goals. You know, if I want to be a, so that's kind of the only thing I just, I really liked it because it was like, it, it framed some things for me a certain way that's like. I need this right now. This is good because I have. I'm sitting down to ask more life-driven questions, like where am I headed? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What am I doing? Is is what I'm doing and spending my time on contributing to where I want, where I want to be, where I want my family to be, where I want parts of my life to be, where I want to be? You know, all those questions um, that I think are super helpful for people to ask. That's about the gist of the whole thing. Hmm. Have you sat down to ask that, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of people can't meet the goals. Obviously there's, you know, a perfect standard for me would be like, I never waste time. His diet one. This is really funny. Uh, this is just, this is a perfect, um, a, 
a perfect, perfect example perfect unachievable. example well of a five so this would be a five you know since our physical bodies are the support mechanism for our brains physical fitness and health are paramount to our existence to be able to engage in the critical aspects of life our bodies need to be able to endure the demands we place on it we need to exercise be well rested and well nourished we need to reach optimal health on top of cardiovascular health the person must be strong fast agile flexible and mobile to be each of those things, you have to engage in activities that positively impact all of them. And what we put into our bodies and how effectively we rest our bodies play an equally important role with ensuring you perform at the highest level. You can't reach your potential if you aren't if you aren't healthy. So what was really funny though is he goes, he goes, so like one of them, um, all of these, you know, all of these can be rewritten as you need it, and some of it you use, some of it you don't. But the one that was really quite, kind of funny was he goes. So like number, like level five, I didn't put anything in my body today that wasn't beneficial to my, my physical health. <laughs> so I'm like staring at that caramel roll this morning going, oh, no, see, I already need to lose some weight. You know, I need to get healthy for ski season. I got hunting season coming up, training <laughs> my for my wife knee. has a pan of cocoa rice, yeah, rice crispy trees oh. You know, so things, you know, things like that go through your head and it's like, I, you know, and so then I got to thinking, well, why am I making that decision? Am I making that decision because I'm, I've got particular objectives in mind, or am I making that decision purely because I want to feel better about myself? You know, um, and I think there is a there is a difference. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between navel gazing. You know, I want to feel good about myself versus well, I've got not, a direction I'm headed. Yeah, I mean that's a little not navel gazing. That's that's the word I'm looking for. We shouldn't record these this late at night. Um, <laughs> vanity. Vanity, yeah. Yeah. So wanting to, I guess, wanting to look good to other people mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess how you regard how your body looks usually is because you want to look good to other people eventually. Yeah. This... Versus being able to do th- use your body as the mechanism for doing other things that you want to do and taking good care of it. Yes. you. That's summarized very well because he... Everything he writes in here is oriented outward. It's not oriented inward. It's like if I, if I have, if I am doing what I need to do and where I need to go, I'll naturally become better, but I'll also improve the lives of those around me. I'll be a better friend, better husband, better wife, you know, and, um, which I thought was kind of neat, but that's all. I just, I liked it and I was like, Hey, this resonated with me. You know, I'm not a self-help guy. You ask me about those those pep leaders who employment people who come in and want you to go rah 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 workplace, feel good about yourself, la da 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 da, and I want to punch them in the nose. Um. So, should I listen to it? I think you would enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it. I Send mean, me the best podcast. Okay. Maybe I'll listen to it in one ear while we're driving tomorrow. I think or, I would probably, now that I've listened to both. Are you um, going to continue listening to him? I don't know. So, I guess my, one of my other, in the other, one of the other guys in the Bible study said, he's like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I started listening to him. I was like, whoa, two hours. Then I scrolled through that one. He's got a six hour podcast. <laughs> I was like, man. Oh my goodness. That's, like an ta- audio, that's longer than some audio books. That's, well, it's a radio show. You know, I know guys that get on, they run a six hour, you know, talk show type oh, of thing. True. You know, it's like yeah. a long, but yeah, it's. It's gnarly. I guess most of his interviews are with people, and I'm not really an interview podcast guy. That's why we don't have Does interviews on the show. Does he talk to other people, or is it just him monologuing? 
he mostly monologues. Um, he's got a non-military guy on the show that apparently I know they do jujitsu together. I mean, these guys are Jocko. So I mean, they're these like guys together. Are, yeah, Jocko is like super soldier. Like the dude's just freaking nuts, right? How do you spell it? J o c k o. But he's got a guy on the show, his co-host, who I guess produces the show or helps him produce the show, Echo Charles. Um, and he's he's a monster too, but he's not a military guy. And I was kind of remarking to this morning as we were chatting about it, um, that Bible study. We're studying First John, by the way. Great book. First, second, and third. Um, but as I was talking about it, there was a comment in um, the first episode that I listened to where Echo was like, He's like, yeah, you know, it's and you know, Jock is using all these military terms, and Echo's like, yeah, but man, I can see it when like, you know, you're you're at home, you're getting ready to go to the beach, you get all the stuff kind of, and then the kids are fighting, and you can't find your car keys and all this stuff, and Jocko goes, oh, Echo Charles is in the house, you know. That's funny. I They're all labeled it. explicit. Is this because they swear? They all have an E in no, the little box next to them. I don't think there's any swearing on the episode. Isn't that what the little E here means? Um. Yeah, probably. Huh. I mean, I there's know. probably swearing. Uh, um, I don't hear any swearing on it. I don't know. I don't. I didn't hear any swearing, but I'm kind of numb to that sort so of thing. So should I anyway. download the first one? No, 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 no. Don't download. I'll download. I'll send you the. I think it's episode two twenty six and one seventy four. Oh my goodness! It's a lot of episodes. Okay. Cool. I'll text them to you. I would maybe even start with one. 174 because it's what the first one because it's what really kind of kicked them off and even like this is this is almost a creative exercise like this is really kind of fun like Mm -hmm. what is it if we had a job performance review for life what would it look like and you know how am i how do i rate myself in my fatherhood how do i rate myself in my husbandhood how do i rate myself as a manager of the household how do I rate myself, my personal character? How do I rate my personal health and physical fitness? How do I rate, you know, what are my standards there? I don't have any. It's like, hmm, hmm, no. okay. You know, it was just, it was a fun, it was a fun thing to think about. And then, and then listening to this right alongside from good to great on what, you know, I'm right now in the leadership section on like leadership qualities. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fit, not trying to fit. I'm just, I'm finding applications on these little things into my, my personal existence here. You cool. Yeah. Especially with somebody who doesn't have like a, a job I go to every day. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have somebody over my shoulder saying, Hey, can you do that better? Or you need to be over here better. Yeah, you don't get performance evaluations. So I have except to kind of have a grumpy wife and you have to figure out what you did wrong. Yeah. And you know, like, well, here I'll, um, you might, you might like this. We can close the show with this. Uh, um, so I sat down yesterday um, and I said, so what's my, what's my code? So here are the questions he, he wants you to ask. What do you care about? What do you want to be? What matters most to you? What are the most important things in your life? And who are the most important people in your life? So I was like, well, what do I care about? Well, I care about my family. I care about Christian living, my church taking care of my responsibilities and I've got a variety of those. I want to take care of those wells. I care about personal creativity. I also really care about my personal character. Like I, I don't want to be the old, the dirty old man when I turn senile, you know, I want to be like, I think John Stott had a 
said one time that you know he knew a guy that was dying and all he did was quote scripture. I want to be that guy. That would be really cool if I'm not the dirty old man, right? Um, who do you want to be? I want to be a good husband, good father, someone who excels at what he's tasked with when, when I pursue something, you know, and I list out a few different those things. What matters most to you? Couldn't really find, you know, it blends, questions blend a little bit. What are the most important things in your life? Well, one is taking care of my family and that, you know, spiritually, provisionally, experientially, safely, um, taking care of my responsibilities, my properties, things I've agreed to, uh, business efforts, creative efforts. And then finally, um, the third most important thing in my life is probably art and creativity, like my music and writing stuff. And so I can take these things and then build my, like, in order to be perfect in all those areas, you know, leave the sinfulness out of hand. If I could do it perfectly, what would that look like? That could be a five. That could be your five. You, you score five that day. You should add you the know? Spartan camper to oh, something. Yeah. I would probably classify some of that under... Uh, under experientially mm. under taking care of my family because yeah. I realized like when we uh, took the kids camping just my contact when we took the kids camping uh-huh. it was important like I realized as I was reflecting it was you know, I wanted to give the kids a really great experience like I want to give the kids new experiences and mm-hmm. at the Spartan was at the top of my thought list with this like why am I doing this why did we decide to do the Spartan thing well it's experiences mm-hmm. learning education things like that so Anyway, that's um, that's, it, that's huh? some of the things that I wrote down. You know, I don't know how far I'll go with this. I mean, I'm probably not going to sit down and write an entire evaluation for myself. Um, no, thank you. But what it's done is it's really, I've really appreciated actually having kind of been prompted to sit down and actually think through some of those things, especially in my particular position in life, coming out of this, in this weird, nebulous, la-la land of you know, semi-retirement or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Cool. Remember like last year, you're like, you're, we're changing a lot. I can't quite keep up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just been fun to think about. So, I mean, I think you would, you would enjoy the podcast. Okay. I mean, everybody would. The Jocko podcast episode. I want to say it's 226, the code, the evaluation. Um, and then episode 170 oh I'll just pull up my podcast feed I think it'll show there you can send me podcasts mm-hmm. too yeah well episode 174 set standards aspire to achieve something and again his point is do we have we set standards for our daily living like you know you get a standard for work but what about you being you what about you being you know, yourself. And then the other one is, um, I think it's 226 episode 174 and, um, it's all really quiet. 226. Yeah. 174 and 226 Jocko podcast. Cool. Hey, um, I have to go look in a mirror cause my contact rolled back in my eye and Ew. I can't see out of my right eye. All right. And it's like, yeah. It hurts. We're, we're at an hour anyway, so we should probably go before we bore people. Thanks for joining us. Um, www.toobusytoflush.com or tb2f.com. We do have a store online, online store. So if you like what we're talking about, you enjoy us, or you just want to show us that you love us with $10, um, go buy a bumper sticker or a coffee mug or a t-shirt or something that makes us feel special. And of course, share us with your friends. If there's an episode you really like, 
share us, let people know you like us, talk about us on Facebook, tag us, all that good stuff. And um, oh, Molly's, Molly was kind of sort of being active on our Facebook account, so we have, we have a Facebook page. Look it up, twobusyflush.com. I don't, we don't have a strategy for any of this. I should probably put one together. Yeah. I'm so tired of digital, oh, digital marketing is hard. Um, anyway, that's it for us. We will hopefully see you next, next week. week. Yeah. Have a good week. weekend. Week.